In the Bible, it reads in 3 John 1, 4, I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. Oh, wow. That scripture. Oh. It's so powerful. And what brought me to it. Is that. I was sitting here thinking about today, you know, and in my in my work life, you know, there's been a season of disappointment. And it's based on, you know, I took up a an opportunity with, with an individual that I thought was gonna really pan out. And it's just been a waiting game. And today, you know, they, they came and, you know, we've been having, you know, not had a follow-up about some majorly important things. And they had asked to have lunch today. And this was multiple times that they've requested this, not emailing, not sharing text, not doing anything. It could be an easier communication, but <clears throat> they wanted to meet up again. And, you know, a couple of hours beforehand, after I'm already planning my day to include this, they cancel. And the text to me, you know, came in and it said, uh, you know, and if this person hears it, then they're going to know who it was, but you know, it's, this is the teaching that's what this gave an opportunity to. So be honored to be a part of that teaching. But the, the, it says my, my meeting just got bumped to 1230, but it means, and then it had $5 signs and it says, I appreciate you like no other, but I really need it now and then it ask again can we bump back our lunch or make it breakfast tomorrow think of it as helping veterans I'll make a donation tomorrow and you know not to get into any details of what that is specifically talking about that the two sentence closure but it has been something that has been promised for a very long time, all the way back to today is is uh, February seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one, and this has been talked to and basically promised uh, since November of last year. Okay, so this is all happening, and. I'm getting upset about it. I'm being honest with you, brothers and sisters. I'm gonna, I'm giving this teaching as, as a real-life example of something that just happened, and I just want to show you the power of God and how he, how he blesses us all. And I have to explain this in order to get to it, so if you just allow me this 
brief time. And like I said, if the person ever listens to this, I'm not offending you. I'm just giving this as an example and being honest and truthful, just how I need to be. And it goes back to those opening verses that I read because it came as soon as it happened. I, I, I started writing an, a text message response to it, and I was, I was angry. And I was about to do and say some things that I, that I, I felt like saying in the moment. And I still, you know, have the same reasoning behind it. <clears throat> but instead of reacting the way that I would have, the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me from being born again, and being saved by the grace of Jesus Christ and loved by God, that Holy Spirit stopped me from sending that text message. Okay? And I kept thinking of this part of that, you know, uh, the Spirit was saying to me, to my conscious and subconscious, that He that is in you is stronger than you. So I knew that Bible verse, so I, I've, I've been looking into it, and I you know, found it in 1 John 4.4. 4. It says, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you that he, than he that is in the world. Let me read it again. 1 John 4.4. 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it was just, oh, it was so powerful. You know, and what God was doing in that moment. And I started thinking about this and, and just being with God, you know, we are to pray without ceasing. This is in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, where, starting with 5.15, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever, but ever follow that which is good, but among our yourselves and to all men rejoice evermore pray without ceasing and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you so I'm praying and I'm just God is just blessing me with with revelation on how all of the teachings, all of the scripture readings, all of the pastoral messages heard, all of the congregations sat in. And we started showing me on how, you know, being, um, being in the word and knowing the word and showing myself approved as a good servant you know, 
in James 1, 22, it says, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So living it out, doing it, is all about it. And that was what God was showing me as I've finally gotten to the point in life where I'm being more of a doer than just a reader or a listener. And God was just so great to me in that moment in keeping me from hurting a relationship that I had built back. And this is ultimately coming to the message that I really wanted to share is that when you make a commitment to the, you know, Ten Commandments, and you know that, um, you know, without a doubt, that you're supposed to love God first and foremost. And most people don't, you know, look at the rest of the Ten Commandments. But I'm going to read them to you so you can understand, again, for context, like how you become a doer instead of someone that is deceiving themselves. And it is a dedication. There is no doubt about it. One of the brothers said, you know, the thing about being a Christian is it's daily. The Ten Commandments, you know, the number one commandment, which is the biggest one, and it oversees, it umbrellas everything, if you can follow it, but it does everything else, but it's, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number two of the Ten Commandments is, Thou shalt not worship any graven image. That's like if you worship a car, you know, the Mercedes-Benz or a Land Rover, or if you worship the Washington uh, Redskins or the S Seattle Super or not Seattle Supersonics they don't exist anymore but the Seattle Seahawks um, or anything that's not of God if you if you worship magazines or celebrity you know so the number three of the Ten Commandments thou shall not take God's name in vain number four of the Ten Commandments remember the Sabbath to keep it holy Number five of the Ten Commandments, honor thy father and thy mother. Number six of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Number seven of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not commit adultery. Number eight of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal. Number nine of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not bear false witness. And number ten, thou shalt not covet. So when you do all of these things, and you love your brother, you know, when you want to really get to the point of um, if you love your brother as you say, then you're not putting an expectation on him. So whenever this relationship that I know with this person came back, you know, I tried to truly honor that relationship and, and being there as a brother. But I'm going to tell you, as soon as he and I started talking, um, I'm going to tell you, right when we started talking and had breakfast, we got to the point of 
of um, talking about business that we used to have together. And immediately, I'm talking about instantly, he and I started talking about doing uh, business and making some money together. And that messed everything up. And as soon as we started talking about that, it just destroyed everything. And in Proverbs 16, 18, it said, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. So right then, we knew that there was going to be a problem. I should have known it. I should have recognized the possibility of temptation before it came because my intentions in going into getting to know, you know, set back down and, and all that were, were not to have, you know, the opportunity of, of profiting. And instead of just being in that relationship, true, I started having expectations and that's the only reason and the reality of today, whenever that was, you know, canceled again, it doesn't matter if the person is doing it intentionally. It doesn't matter on what's happening. I should be willing to love that person truthfully how I intended whenever I sat down with them again. And putting that expectation on them, I, I, allow, I allowed my pride and the greed, you know, the greed is something that as soon as you see it, as, uh, you know, a recent teaching that I that I uh, came to learn is the three things we are to run from is immorality, greed, and idolatry. And greed got me right then and there immediately. Because I thought, oh, you know, there's a possibility for to make some money. And it's, it's doing something that he and I could do really easily. And it's all legal. This is completely, it's just knowing the right people and knowing the right things to do. And it could be a significant windfall. But he doesn't even see it. So I ended up getting upset. But I should have thought about Matthew 6.13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You know, Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. You got to resist that enemy and he will flee from you. But I've been, I've been letting that enemy penetrate my mind and keeping me from, from achieving the things that were already happening prior to sitting back down at that table with that individual and then getting canceled on a couple of times. That doesn't even matter, is my point, brothers and sisters. And the teaching is that you are going to achieve James 4, 7. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's all you have to do. And retreat whenever you, I mean, run from these three things, immorality, greed, and idolatry. Immorality goes back to, you know, thou shall not uh, commit adultery. 
in the Ten Commandments. So, and going every one of the Ten Commandments. Because you're not honoring your father and mother if you're committing adultery on somebody's child. And you're doing it against somebody's child. And you yourself are somebody's child. And you know who all three of y'all's child, y'all all three of the people impacted are God's children. And you've hurt them by doing what you've done. So, Proverbs 4, 14 and 15. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on. That's what you have to do. Refocus the affections. Refocus them. In 1 Corinthians 10.13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for this teaching. I hope you, brothers and sisters, receive it. Because it's a perfect real-life example on how you carry your faith into your life. You're a doer and not just a deceiver of yourself. You do the works of God. Now, I'm going to hold this person accountable in the sense that I'm going to let him know how it is impacting, you know, um, me as an individual and as the as the business opportunity. Um, but it's going to be controlled. It's not going to be emotionally, you know, pushed or 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 have more into it than it needs to be. But that was what the enemy was trying to do to me. He's trying to get me all excited about this, all excited about the opportunity, all excited about the person not meeting the expectation, all excited about the loss that was perceived. But he, he failed because the, chi the teachings of Jesus Christ, the teachings of the Word of God in the Holy Book, the Bible, those made a difference. And because the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me was here with me, that makes a huge difference. You know, whenever you think about, uh, you know, 1 John 4, 4 again, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you that he, than he that is in the world. So I I'm going to personalize this. I am of God, little child, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And it says... In 3 John 1, 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Hallelujah. That is becoming a doer 
instead of a follower. You know, this is some powerful, powerful teachings, brothers and sisters. I hope and pray that this touches you. I hope and pray this is encouraging to you to continue, as it says in James 1, 22. Where, I'm going to start in, one, in, in a 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engraved word, which is able to save your souls. And here it is, James 1.22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. For if any of you be hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man belonging his natural a man beholding his natural face in glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgotten what manner of man he was. That should explain to you exactly, you know, why there's shame in the world, why there is, um, you know, all the drug abuse, all the alcoholism, all the people drinking all this caffeine. You're drinking all this caffeine because you can't get a good night's rest because you are burdened by how you live and by the decisions you make. You drink, you smoke all these cigarettes because you are burdened by how you live and the decisions you make. Alcohol, overeating, you're burdened. So you need to stop being burdened, brothers and sisters, and get into the word of God, the truth, and become a doer of the word. And the word is the truth. So I just want you to be encouraged. I love you. I pray to God that you are going to be blessed by this teaching. And I pray to God that you carry it out in your life every day. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But you are going to try your best to be the best that you can be. And through the saving grace of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that dwells in you, you can do it and you can get prepared in a beautiful way for your eternal life with God, Jesus, in the kingdom of heaven. As there's a mansion waiting for you, I can't wait to get mine. I can't wait to be up there with God for eternity. That's why I'm so passionate and so in love with Jesus Christ here. I can't wait to be with him. He's going to be, man, I can't, as as S.M. Lockridge said, he's undescribable. Keep in the word. Keep repented. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And because of that, we continue to repent daily. Stay prayed up. Love God with everything you've got. Learn from the great teacher, Jesus Christ. And be courageous. I love you, brothers and sisters.